0: Hey. Hi. Hello. Welcome to the Influence Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Monet. The Influence Podcast is a place where I sit down with influencers in the faith, entrepreneurs and creatives to have combos about how they balance living life out loud on social media while walking with God. This is also a space where my friends and I will discuss certain cultural topics like dating, modesty, friendship, and sex, and how our faith has influenced the way we think about them. If you're joining the podcast today, this is your reminder that we're in the middle of a mid-season series centered all around couples in their first year of marriage. As we all know, being in the era of COVID, we saw nothing short of people getting into relationships out of the blue and an overwhelming amount of marriages as a result. On today's episode, we have Mr. and Mrs. Next Level themselves, Olivia and Marcus McCollum. One thing about the McCollums, they're about their business and inviting God into all that they do. From road trips to collecting pins and some very viral moments in their relationship, they're just your regular recent college grads. Yes, you heard that correctly, Olivia and Marcus decided to tie the knot in the middle of their senior year of college, but they regret nothing. Get into our conversation about the culture shock of being married young, what submission really is like, and the call to marriage. Also, just as an update, at the time of this episode being posted, the McCollums are currently six days away from their first wedding anniversary. So happy early first wedding anniversary, Olivia and Marcus. Take a listen.
1: Hi, I'm Olivia McCollum, and I am an incoming NGDPer at Visa, and I'm married to this guy.
2: My name is Marcus McCollum, and I've had the privilege and honor to be married to Olivia for just over six months now, and right now we're both chilling because we just graduated (laughs) um, a little over a month ago and
0: you know we're about to transition into
2: working full-time
0: in the Bay Area of California. Awesome. So Marcus you said that you guys have been married for a little bit over uh, six months. You guys are halfway through. Halfway through your first year um, and you guys also mentioned that you recently graduated. So you guys are fresh college grads. Tell everyone how old you are. I'm 21.
2: Yeah. And I'm 22.
0: Okay. Cool. 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 So if you guys could kind of summarize your dating and engagement story as best as you can, uh, could you kind of just give us that little preview so that we understand more about your journey and where you're coming from?
1: So we met at Howard at a corporate event, like most couples. Um, And from there, we hit it off really quickly, like literally I think 11 days from meeting and date, like he asked me to be his girlfriend. Oh wow! Um, and in the end of season, I don't think we knew God, we knew of God, but we were not living for God. Mm-hmm. Um, and then fast forward a few months, you turned.
2: Okay, a few months after we did it, um, I actually, went to an ENC conference fall retreat, which was amazing. And that's when like I, I gave my life to Christ. So this was during like the beginning of our junior year at Howard. So mm-hmm. I gave my life to Christ. When I got back from the conference, I had a conversation with Olivia basically saying that like, in order for us to continue to be together, like we had to live pure, we have to live for God.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, So from that point on, like we started walking in purity. Olivia began like her own relationship with God. So that was in September of 2019. Fast forward to like March of 2020, the pandemic hit as everybody knows. Olivia was actually able to, like we were able to quarantine together. In my mother's house along with um her husband. So we really had like that concentrated time together, um, like and for our relationship. So we didn't know how long the pandemic was gonna last, but we're still in it. So <laughs> during that time, like God like revealed to me that um Olivia is the woman I should marry. So after getting a lot of wisdom and confirmation, uh, I proposed on July eleventh of twenty twenty. Okay. Um and then I married on December 12th of 2020.
1: We move fast in this couple.
0: (laughs) I see. (laughs) And
2: then we graduated from college um, in May of 2021.
0: Awesome. So I kind of want to go from there. So what was it like being married in college and also going through a pandemic? Because there's a lot of factors at play.
1: Simply put, like, and I say this in a good way and a bad way, but it was like a shock like mm-hmm. you know they say like culture shock when you go to a new country like it was it was like relationship shock because um not only did we just get married it's our senior year we just moved we're in a pandemic like there's so right. many things stacked against us that we're having to you know like lean uh, on each other for and i think that's a main a major like reason why we're so close now because like we had to be mm-hmm. you know um during the season, where literally we couldn't go many places when we first moved to Louisiana, it was like I'm seeing him every day, right. all day, usually. And going from not only just in marriage, but quarantining with him, it made us like extremely close. But it was hard. <laughs> it was, <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. It was not easy yeah. at all.
2: Yeah. Well, I think, I think something that came from was just like a whole lot of dope moments. Like us being in quarantine together, like finding out that like she got her offer letter like I guess like a, like two months before we got married. Mm-hmm. Like her getting her offer letter in that time. I ended up getting like my full time offer letter like a couple weeks after we got married. Mm-hmm. So it was just like being able to share like those types of moments mm-hmm. together. Like and it's just like stuff I remember like registering for our last semester. We actually got to take a class together uh-huh. like, in our last
0: what
2: class but was it? It was Zumba. You know, so. And I'm not a dancer, so it was just all he was jokes, dancing. trying to memorize a routine. We had the Zoom hooked up to the TV in the living room. So it was like, what was it like moments like that, that was like just super necessary and fun. And it's like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: never it's like we didn't expect to take a class together yeah. as a married couple when we met each other. So it was just like, seeing that even happen is just like super amazing.
0: Yeah, for sure. So with all of that, how would you guys describe your marriage experience thus far in one to two sentences? You first.
2: <laughs> our marriage experience in one mm-hmm. to two sentences. I would say our marriage experience has been filled with love and learning. And I'll let you go and and I'll go deeper.
1: My one sentence would be our marriage experience has been a huge learning curve. And I'll just leave it there for now. <laughs>
2: Okay, right. <laughs> So I said, I said love and, and learning. And if Like we both said, learning mm-hmm. because, like, if not every day, every other day, we're both learning, like, about what one another needs in a moment or, like, what one another needs for the rest of, you know, our, our lives together. Right. So, and it's just so much that you also learn about yourself. Like, you learn more about what you need. You learn about, oh, I, I didn't know, like, this got on my nerves until, like, I got, right. like, until I walked into the bathroom and, like, the sink was wet and, like, the <laughs> counter was wet. Like, it was just, like, stuff like that. You know me? I mean? I know I've probably done a thousand things that, that got on her nerves a little bit. But, like, so, so every day is just, like, a learning experience and love because that's, that's something that's essential to marriage and, mm-hmm. and that's, that's, like, what we get from God. So if we don't have, like, God as our constant source giving us love, I don't I don't think our marriage would be able to to flourish and, and thrive and it wouldn't be enjoyable.
0: Yeah. That's good. When you think about your life, did you ever think at this point in your life that you would be married? Like if you were to fast forward into the future?
1: No. No. Every one of my bridesmaids could have said and said during like the time that we were together that mm-hmm. I was always saying that I would be the cool auntie that never got married, never had kids, was just by myself floating around. Mm -hmm. So for me to be the first out of the friend group to even get married was just like, Olivia, what? (laughs) So I think like before I gave my life to Christ, absolutely not. And even like as a, like I say, a baby Christian, I still didn't think like, I knew me and Marcus would be together, but Mm -hmm. I didn't think we would get married in college (laughs) in a pandemic. Like, no, not at all. So yeah, for my, my answer is no, not gotcha.
2: For me, I mean, like, of course not. When you, like when you go to, you know, when you apply to go to college, you look at it like, okay, like, I'm gonna do this for four years, right? And then I'm gonna get like this job, and then you probably thinking in your head like, um, I don't know if I'm gonna be on like the penthouse when I graduate, like when I get that job, but I am, I am looking at like getting this car for sure. You feel me? So it's <laughs> yeah. like. You know, when you think of college, you think of like all like the the parties that you're gonna go to, the friends mm-hmm. you're gonna make, like the relationships that you'll that you'll have with people, but I don't think uh not not a lot of people's minds go straight to like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk across that stage as a married person. Right. So we were definitely in that group as well. Like this was never like the plan off the rip. Like we didn't apply to Howard like, I'm gonna get married before I graduate, you know? <laughs>
0: Right. Got you. So I want to go back to something Olivia actually said. So I think this is becoming, well, hopefully it's becoming less and less obsolete. So a lot of women used to go to college to get their MRS degree, as it's called. Um, And you said that you wanted to be the cool auntie. That was like the thing you were essentially content with being. So Mm -hmm. what was kind of, I guess, the switch for you? What made you go from wanting to be that cool auntie to being married and let alone married in college
1: yeah well I think a lot of us say that well let me not speak to everyone I know I said that Mm -hmm. um because I had such a negative view of marriage and I grew up with such negative views of marriage Mm -hmm. so not only that might have been something that I thought but I don't think that that thought came just out of like me, like my mom, yeah. my aunts, my grandmothers, all of them are telling me, like, don't rush to get married or even don't get married, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, I won't get married. You know, I see some women in my life that aren't married or are divorced or went through really horrible marriages mm-hmm. and they're doing fine. So I should aspire to do that instead of worrying about, you know, a man. Um, and I think where that switched is when I got close to God and I started reading the word and got close to really amazing women, one of them being you, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, men aren't
0: that bad, <laughs> you know, they're not trash was, as people would say.
1: Right. Right. And it was like marriage became something that wasn't something that scared me, mm-hmm. but something that amazed me and something that I knew like was a declaration of faith in itself yeah. Um. So I think really it the overall view of marriage is what changed my opinion on it because of how negative it was brought up to me since I was a little girl. Yeah. To now being a grown woman married, it's like it went from such a scary thing that kind of traumatized me, honestly, to mm-hmm. now being something that I want to share with everyone. You know. Yeah.
0: And for you, Marcus, you talked about the car, the job, the penthouse suite. You know. Is that something that you still aspire to, but within marriage? Or is that like something, was it kind of like a switch for you too?
2: Yeah, no, I mean, so it's like, well, not so much like the, the penthouse apartment because <laughs> looking at rent prices, like, all right, that that should probably be a mortgage. Um, That's real. But like, I mean, there there are still, you know, like material things that I desire, but mm-hmm. I just want to like make sure that like, I want them for the, like, right reasons. Right. And also knowing that, like, I got to I gotta just, like, have self-control. And I can't put us in, like, a financial situation where it's, like, okay, we got, like, a crazy car note or I splurged on a chain or, like, something like that. Right. So now where it's, like, okay, like we actually can get these groceries. It, it's just, like, yes, there are some things that I desire, but, I'm very well aware of what like our priorities and, and needs are. Mm-hmm, so before I like get anything that I want for myself, like I'm gonna make sure that we have what we need and that like Olivia gets what she wants and then I'll I'll see what see what I can do like for me.
0: Yeah, that's good. So let's take it back a little bit. Did you guys do premarital counseling?
2: Yeah. <laughs> so we, we actually did it with Grace Covenant and Chantilly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had a eight week, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, eight week premarital counseling,
0: and it was great. Cool. So, what is your biggest takeaway from premarital counseling?
1: There's so many good ones, <laughs> and I saw this question. I was like, "Ooh!" First, start shout out to Jen and Stan because those were the the couple that poured into us. But I think the most like pivotal thing happened literally after the last day of premarital counseling and they pulled us aside and they really just like prophesized over us. Mm-hmm. And the thing that they were saying, it wasn't the first time I heard them, but the way like they knew us for only eight weeks and like they poured into us about, you know, how strong of a couple we have to be together, you know, and just going over multiple things that we talked about over the eight weeks, that moment where they really solidified what I believed and they only knew me for eight weeks. I was like, wow. Like, we were telling everybody about it because it just made our hearts so full. Cool because, yeah. you know, when people talk, you know, really well about you, but they've known you your whole life, you know, even your mom brags about you. It's like, okay, that's my mom. When his mom brags about it, it's like, okay, it's our mom. Right. But these two people knew us for eight weeks. <laughs> and, like, after those eight weeks, we're telling us all these things they saw would happen for us as long as we kept God mm-hmm. first. And that, like, transformed like my whole I don't know, like, I was loving premarital counseling, but after that I was like, like, wow. Like, they really took their time out to pour into us, you know? Yeah. So, I felt like, in marriage, I could spend my time pouring into others and doing the same thing that they made us feel and
2: stuff. Yeah, so for me, I think the biggest takeaway was understanding and discussing and identifying just, like, family dynamics and patterns. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody, even, like, even brothers and sisters that that grew up together have different experiences within like the same household. Right. Um, So really just like being able to identify like your your childhood and your upbringing, seeing the the flaws within your family, seeing the way Mm -hmm. like certain areas your family flourished in, identifying that and just recognizing that um, was super important. That was something that we definitely honed in on during premarital counseling and also just like identifying generational curses Mm -hmm. that that we're like that we're just like leaning on God to break with us when we start you know the the next generation
0: of our family Mm -hmm. awesome so let's talk a little bit about the transition um and you guys kind of alluded to this previously so the transition from engaged to married what was that transition like um I know Olivia described it as relationship culture shock so talk a little bit about that period of time because it, it was what six months for you guys? Yeah,
2: about
1: yeah about five. Okay, yeah, about five. <laughs> I was like, wait. <laughs> it was it was fast regardless. Yeah, June, July eleventh, December twelfth. Okay, yeah, five. Anyway. Um, <laughs> engagement to marriage. I say it was such culture shock because of course you prepare and you you do eight weeks of the premarital counseling, you're reading the books, you're listening to the sermon, like you're doing everything you can to prepare. And we did like a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. Um, because we were so young and we just want and honestly, like, looking back, I think we kind of did that a little bit to prove ourselves. Okay. Um, and it's, like, really improve pro- to ourselves, like, just in, within our relationship that we're doing the right thing. Right. But from engagement, it's, like, you're preparing. You're trying to do as much as you can to, you know, be ready for this. And then it happens. And it's just, like, like I, I don't even know it's like, whoa. Um, and for me, I think the biggest thing that, like, shocked me was how hard it was going to be for me to, like, really submit. Mm-hmm. Um, like we talk about submission all the time, especially, like, for wives in the church, even so much so, like, they teach women how to submit, more than they teach, like, men how to leave. We can go about that <laughs> later. But um, once you, like, have to do it, it's your duty, it's something that you vow to do. Mm-hmm. It's something, for me, especially being raised by a single mother and saying, A plethora of single mothers in my family yeah that's something that really hit me hard and not that Marcus made it hard to submit to him it was just that you know sometimes and just like being human it's like when you think there's a better way you want to do it Mm -hmm. and in marriage especially Christian marriage the better way is to be led by your husband who's being led by God like regardless of what you might think what you know your intuition is saying you know like the better way is always to allow your husband to lead Mm -hmm. um and the best way to you know provide that wisdom is to pray over him or to speak to him in a way where you're just providing wisdom not providing direction which is two different things right um i had to learn that and you know that stuff is hard and on top of learning that i'm learning you know zumba and (laughs) qba like i'm still in class you know like i'm having to learn this life skill I'm going to have to do for the rest of my life, as well as taking 21 credits my last semester at Howard. Mm -hmm. So um, I think Mm -hmm. the transition hit me hard, hardest the most in that area. Um, But I don't know if you're comfortable saying this, so you're not, I won't talk much about it, but like the sex aspect of marriage, Mm -hmm. um, especially being so young and being, you know, with 21 credits and having to, you know, take care of a home, take care of class, take care of myself and take care of, you know, right. your husband, it's extremely taxing. So then adding, you know, sex and the married bit, it was, it's like extremely hard, you know, and to find that balance, you have to have really clean, crisp communications so that the other person know what you need in that moment. Um, but for me, it was like extremely hard to, you know, juggle it all. Obviously, I've gotten out of, that, but I think the first two months of marriage well, the first not the first month because we were still you know in our December break, but mm-hmm. the January February time period where we're now in school you know, I kept saying, Oh, it's gonna be easy, you know, it's gonna be fine, and was it wasn't fine. Was like, oh my gosh, it's not fine. Yeah. Um, so it hit me kind of hard. Um, and we've talked about it, and thankfully, like, I married someone who is such a servant to God and willing to, you know, take a step back and really talk to God about it. And I think that's what like really helped us get out of it.
0: What about you, Marcus?
2: For me, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. Um, Like I, I majored in electrical engineering. So I had a, like, you know, a lot of people who major in that, they don't, like, they usually don't work. You know, but I was I was working like 15 hours a week on the internship on top of the course load um, and also just like balancing, like being in quarantine with, with my fiance um, mm-hmm. at the time. Uh, and also just dealing with like dramatic shifts in family dynamics and just like the way relationships altered in my life, like in a negative way. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely like a, a whole lot that was going on. And looking back, like it was, it was just like em- like an emotional. I don't want to say roller coaster, but it was just like a a lot of times where I just felt like very very drained.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um.
2: But was still like, but somehow like God just gave me strength to <laughs> to continue yeah. and to just like keep on working towards being the man that He called me to be. Um. But it was definitely super challenging but just like looking back on it even in the moment seeing the the changes that was like happening in my life Mm -hmm. the way like i would just get through a week of just like filled with like work and school and all of that like i I just knew that like i was doing what god had called me to do because if i wasn't it was no way i would have like made it out (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it it was definitely it, it was very tough like through it all we still have plenty of fire like fire memories
0: yeah.
2: and moments some dope pictures too <laughs> but no nah, it definitely wasn't wasn't easy at all but i would do it again
0: though awesome so speaking of memories what was your favorite memory or what has been your favorite memory thus far
2: i'll go first i mean what was most memorable was probably like the the day we got engaged Mm-hmm. it was a lot like we had recorded and like put it on youtube <laughs> and then like once we posted it on instagram like, our phones just went crazy Like text calls comments all of that yeah and then i guess like a month after that i think we did or a couple weeks we did like a photo shoot like mm-hmm. right in the street out front of the house and like that ended up going very viral um so i think I'm that was viral
0: like, like so i guess
2: between like the day of engagement and then our engagement uh, photos going viral, I think those was probably like the most memorable mm-hmm. when, I, when I think back to it. There's, there's so many, I think, I think another moment, because those are the most memorable, but I think my favorite was when we walked into like our wedding venue Yeah, and just like already known before we finished it, like, yeah, like this, this is where it's going to be at.
1: I don't know. For me, like my favorite memories aren't the biggest memories. Yeah. Because a lot of the times, like, I put a lot of work into those memories. (laughs) Like, the photo shoots, like, I was, like, creative director and photographer for those and stuff. But, like, I love those memories because I love doing that stuff. Mm -hmm. I think my favorite memories are, like, the more subtle ones, like, our first night in this apartment by ourselves. Mm -hmm. Cause I remember like my heart was like beating. I don't know why I was so scared to like go to sleep, but usually when I sleep in a new place, like I get really nervous. So like when I was like getting ready to go to bed, like my heart was beating really, really fast. And I just remember like getting in the bed and then like praying together. And like, I just like felt calm. And I remember like that being a really, really nice memory to have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something I talk about, like, when I talk to other women who are about to get married, I always tell them, like, when you move into your, like, you know, the marriage, getting married that day, the wedding night, you know, everybody, fireworks, first of all, fireworks, usually, it's not as many fireworks as you think, <laughs> but, like, when you move into that place together, and you haven't been living together beforehand, well, Marcus and I live together, but I don't think we talk about how we quarantined. We were basically, like, brother and sister Mm -hmm. um so marcus's mom was in one room and then i was in um marcus's old room and then marcus was in his sister's old room and like we would all go to bed in our different (laughs) corners every night, and like come together for like breakfast and stuff but then like go back to our own it was very much like that so going to sleep in our first apartment together like by ourselves surrounded by so many gifts that these people have blessed us with
0: was like top two and not number two for me. <laughs> um, <like one> <laughs> awesome. So I have to know, Marcus, have you added to the pin collection since the engagement photo shoot?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, before I even get into that, like that pin was crazy. Uh, that was something Olivia gifted me actually in St. Louis back in July of
0: 2019.
2: Wow. So yeah, so she she I got it like customized and, and gave it to me. And I didn't like bring it out too much like I have this mm-hmm. um, I have this cross body where like I'll put like 10 to like 15 pins on it so I'll put it on there before but people never really like peeped it yeah but for our engagement for our engagement shoot I was like yeah let me because I'm not about to wear like a shirt and tie and all that let me throw this pin on there <laughs> and it was very subtle but like once you peeped it like it was just so fine so thank you for that um, no problem. Yeah, I I added to the pin collection. I kind of slowed down a little bit though. I'm trying to think.
1: I think I do it more than you do it now.
2: Yeah, kind of copied
1: him. <laughs> started collecting.
2: Where's where the last place we got pin? I forget off the top Buc- of my head. Oh yeah, we went to this um, rest stop called Bucky's mm-hmm. when we road tripped from Austin, Texas, back to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Oh wow. Bucky's is the super gas station. It's like half Walmart, half gas station. Oh wow. Half mall. You know, with 50 pounds, like, it's crazy. So they had, like, a whole gift shop area, and they had this dope pin with a beaver on it. So That was
0: our last pin. Yeah, that was, a lot, that was <laughs> the last pin we got. So cute. I love that. So how has your individual relationship with God impacted your marriage thus far?
1: That's such a good question. Wow. <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing, and going back to the question about what we learned in um, premarital counseling, is like knowing that if my cup isn't full from God and mm-hmm. not from like social media and hype and the clout and the going viral, but from God, then I can give anything to him. And what I am giving isn't good enough, quite frankly. So I know that if I'm slacking on my quiet times, if I'm spending more time listening to, you know, City Girls and Beyonce and not like actual gospel music yeah. and really like my spirit with good and a good god um then i know i'm not being a good wife and i can usually tell like when we start we start fighting or we'll start getting like in little arguments and mm-hmm. just like eh, you know like little chihuahuas and i'm like <laughs> okay when's the last time we prayed together or when's the last time we watched you know a sermon outside of sunday yeah. you know well, let's reset like we'll you know, what's going on here, and usually that's the cause, but I know for a fact that if I didn't have a relationship with God, then I wouldn't be married right now. Hmm. Like, I can say that very confidently. It's
2: good. Yeah, to answer that question in, a, in an alternative way, because everything she said was a fact. It's just certain days where you, you wake up, like, you don't got it. Like, yeah. Uh, whether you're living with, you know, family or a roommate um, or, like, spouse whatever the situation is it's just certain times and moments where you don't feel like being bothered like it could be because of something with school it could be something with work it could be something like you could have been waiting on that album to drop and it just got <laughs> delayed a couple months. whatever the reason was um it's just certain times where like you you don't feel like being bothered you don't feel just like being available <laughs> um and in those moments like if i if i didn't have like God to to turn to to lean on to be my source, like it would like it would just get like very dark. Yeah. So it's just like just knowing that, it, just like she said, like about the cup being full. Like just knowing that at any moment, like being able to turn to God and the Holy Spirit and just like asking and allowing the Holy Spirit to like fill you up mm-hmm. with like like Lord, give me love because I don't feel like I'm physically capable of loving anybody right now. So like, just like being able to have those moments with God and just like allowing God to really just like be your source and like lead your life. is it's essential to be in like a a healthy relationship. I'm not even just going to say marriage, but like to have a healthy relationship
0: with anybody, you know, that you, that you love. You need that. Absolutely. So what is one thing that you wish you knew before getting married?
1: We got
0: two, but you
2: go first, so I can <laughs> Well, good thing got two, because I actually don't have one for this. Um, mm-hmm. I, I believe that, like, things are revealed and things happen according to God's timing. Mm-hmm. So if I, like, and I, I think that, like, I, I constantly ask God for wisdom. Yeah. And I think God reveals the wisdom that I need for, like, the season that I'm in and, like, mm-hmm. when I need to have it. So... I don't ever think that, like, oh, I wish I, like, knew this or had this. Like, everything yeah. we went through or experienced, like, if I didn't know or didn't have it, like, it's a 100% faith, like, God, I need you to get me through this. And I feel like if I, you know, like, knew a couple other things before that, I might not have, like, leaned on God the way I should have. Mm, wow. Like, example with, like, looking for an apartment. Like, at first, we was looking for, like, an apartment in Delaware to move into mm-hmm. and, like, we didn't know a whole lot about apartment shopping like we had went from like living at home to like living in a dorm you feel yeah. me so we didn't have to worry about like providing what was it like three times a month's rent yeah. and all of that like yeah. we had savings to cover the rent but it's like oh like why y'all need to pay stuff you feel me so sorry. it's like in that situation <laughs> like I had to like focus up and resend it and just like go back to Gala okay what do you want me to do and then like then it was revealed to me to like, oh, we actually need to move to Baton Rouge. So we yeah. like, if I at the time if I knew how to just like finesse getting an apartment, mm-hmm. then I just like would have did on my own, and we would have been in Delaware
0: yeah. at
2: this time. But really, like God, like it was good that I didn't know what, what all we needed to do because, mm-hmm. like going back to God and just like submitting to God, it's like you know, like God actually need to like be in Louisiana, and this is how you're going to do.
0: It. Wow. Marcus, who told you to be so wise? Right. <laughs> Out here dropping <laughs> gems.
2: I just I just be asking God for wisdom. <laughs>
0: major key, um, major key.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um I think for me though, something that I wish that I spent more time learning and just really just talking about, is that I don't think I understood that I will have to continuously teach Marcus how to love me. I felt like, you know, the premarital counseling took care of that. And yeah. once we got married, okay, he was going to no. know. Um, and then, of course, on top of that, social media is like, oh like, you don't teach nobody how to anyway. <laughs> so it's like now mm-hmm. I get sometimes I have to touch myself and I get extremely frustrated because I have to repeat myself or yeah. I have to re-explain um, how to love me and just understanding that I am ever-changing and God made me dynamic and I change. I change my mind, I change what I want until I feel like every other day sometimes <laughs> that I'm going to continuously have to, yeah. you know, teach Marcus how I want to be loved and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second thing that I think that I wish I knew a bit more about is just like the difference between like loving someone the way they want to be loved and loving them the way you want to love them. Yeah. Like that's difficult because I know I do things and I I love on Marcus the way like sometimes I want to be loved yeah but that's just what I want like that might not be like how Marcus wants to be loved and I catch mm-hmm. myself like okay he's getting frustrated with me and I'm just trying to love him but are you loving him the way he wants to be loved mm-hmm. did, did he ask for this is this what he wants is this what you want and you're just trying to show him a reflection of what you want you know yeah so that's good those are my two. <laughs>
0: So I'm going to ask you guys for two pieces of advice for two different groups of people. The first group is a piece of advice for couples soon to be entering into marriage. So engaged couples, but also to single people who desire to be married.
1: My advice to engaged women, well, this could to be for couples. My biggest thing is please do not spend more time preparing for your wedding than you do preparing for your marriage. That's good. Please do not do that. Um, and even being alongside other couples in premarital counseling, where we kind of got a hint of that, you can tell what's lacking um, when you're preparing so much for basically 24 hours than you are for the, a lifetime with somebody, mm-hmm. you know? I'm twenty one, he's twenty two. We we literally have a lifetime yeah. with this person. So I would say the biggest thing, y'all, and that can look very different for many different people, but please do not spend upward to twenty four to thirty hours a week preparing for your wedding, but you're only spending an hour, you know, in premarital counseling. Mm-hmm. You know? Something has to balance out because it's so much your marriage is so much more important than your wedding. It is.
2: I think I would just say continue, well, to submit to God and continue to walk in that submission of God mm-hmm. because when, like, as an engaged man or just, like, preparing to, to you know, take that step of faith um, in proposing, like, it's a lot of decisions that you'll have to make and it's, like, it, there will just be a lot of different things that you'll have to lead in that you have, like, no experience in. And the, the only way that, that you that you can get through it successfully for yourself and also um, for, for your partner is to just be fully submitted to God um, and just having a full faith in God and relying on God um, for wisdom and discernment for any obstacle that, that comes up, whether it be um, like determining budget for a wedding and preparing for that um like a budget for a new house or apartment cars like whatever like there's just so many decisions that need to be made mm-hmm. um but those decisions need to need to be made by god that's
0: good
1: and then for single women i feel like i'm about to go on a rant cause i just have so <laughs> much oh. <laughs> it's gonna be a good rant though but let me like sit up right so i'll just start by saying Saying yes to an engagement is amazing. I'm not going to take away from that, but I want to, since we're talking to single women, I want to like meet y'all where y'all are and just remind us that this is going to ruffle some feathers, <laughs> I just, but I'm going to say not everyone is called to marriage.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: However, God knows the desires of your heart. And if that, if the desires of your heart align with God's plan for you, then that will happen. However, we shouldn't be saying, God, bless me with the desires of my heart. We should be saying, God, please let the desires of my heart align with the plan you have for me. And that takes away a lot of the pain and the frustration that we have with finding the one. Mm -hmm. Um, That's just one piece of it. And then two, with that, that yes to engage in saying that yes there are going to be a lot of things that God is calling you to say yes to, but are you saying yes to those things? You know, we're, we're, we get such tunnel vision with marriage. as like, that's the ultimate blessing God could bless us with. But ultimate blessing God be wanting to bless you with right now is being debt free or, you know, mm-hmm. the situation with your dad being resolved, the situation with your mom being resolved, you know, that job, that car, like, the yes that you're looking for might not be the yes God is trying to bless you with, but you're so focused on saying yes to a man that you're not willing to say yes to God, and you're missing out on so many other things. Right. So I want to like remind you that like marriage might be the biggest blessing that you have on your heart right now, but that like you're big and God's big are two different things. And you don't want to be praying for your big. You want you want God's big. I promise. <laughs> facts um, So really focus on like realigning your prayers to not so much um, idolized because that's what it is idolizing marriage whereas you're really idolizing God and mm-hmm. saying God you know, you know the desires of my heart however if the desires of my heart is not what you want for me please allow me to understand that and be willing to say yes to what you want me to do not just say yes to any man right. you know because the man God bless you with regardless of the part of that yes you know so that was my a lot to say but
0: <laughs> it was good it was good And somebody needs
2: to hear it, so. For me to answer that, uh, I think it's a little, it's not going to be, like, a mainstream Mm -hmm. answer. I would highly recommend, um, like, going to therapy, just so that way you could, like, just so that, like, for yourself, you know, like, you identify the patterns or triggers that you may have Mm -hmm. in a relationship. You you see, you kind of just do some, like, healing through therapy and like identifying in your life have Mm went like what areas you you may have made what hurt you know may exist um and just being able to like take take all of that to god um and i also encourage like men to join a small group Mm -hmm. with other men um just because growing up everybody has a number of different influences, no matter whether it's um, the location that you grew up in, the number of siblings you have, whether you're the oldest, the youngest, the music that you listen to. Yeah. there's so many different factors that, that play into it but being able to just go to a, a small group um, filled with other other young men who are following God, who have uh, like their own diverse experience. Um, there's always going to be some common ground there, and it's just amazing the way that that God will, will use people to to just develop those relationships with other brothers in Christ. Yeah, so I think those two are
0: very necessary. For sure. So to kind of wrap up, I have a fun question, and Marcus actually um, helped me think of it when he said that we're all that we're all influenced by something. And so, my question to you guys is what have you been influenced by lately? So, it could be a person, a book, a product, a scripture, literally anything.
1: Mine's is easier, I guess, because I already, I just was talking to you about this, but right now I'm being influenced by like all things debt free. Okay. Um, so, like right now, like there's a lot of scriptural references about being debt free, mm-hmm. um, but I know I spend a lot of time in Deuteronomy. And then, you know, living financially minimalistic, I think I'm saying that right, and just like having YouTube videos and reading books and articles and like living, all things debt free, like living sustainable, all types of stuff. is just like what I'm like focused on right now. Yeah. And I get so giddy and so excited when I learn something new and I'm like, tell the market like, did you know that you could do this? And, but yeah, living life debt free is like what I've been being influenced by anything that I can get my hands on. Nice. We love to see
0: it. We love debt-free living.
2: I guess the best way to put it is I'm currently being influenced by a level of fitness that I used to be at okay. a few years ago.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: so just like I used to play basketball all the time in high school. <laughs> um just like working out and stuff like that. So since the pandemic I haven't been playing basketball, but I've definitely been wanting to like go to the gym more. Yeah. So when I when I go to the gym, I don't ever really have a plan. I'll just know like the body part that I want to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, but the influence comes in because I'm like, oh, like, I remember this like unorthodox workout I used to do in like yeah. 2015. And then, like also doing that. So like that's where the influence comes in at. So I guess it's like it's heavily involved with muscle memory. Yeah. Um, but yeah, have been influenced by like me from years ago.
0: Awesome. Um, Cool. So you guys tell the people where they can find you at on the socials, cause y'all be on there all the time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, you can find me at on Instagram at Olivia Victoria and the first I in Victoria has two I. Um, that's the easiest way to put it. And then yeah, just be me there for now.
2: And you can find me in her bio. Period. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm dead. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for this episode of the Influence Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to use hashtag InfluencePod when talking about the podcast on social media. Give us a rate and follow me on Instagram and TikTok at the Brianna Monet. Until next time, deuces.